Talia. Welcome to Good Luck Charlie. Just like you, I'm on the journey of self-discovery and I'm daily trying to learn what it means to find balance, create lifelong friendships, chase my dreams and invest in my future. So here's what I'm learning and loving on this crazy path of life. I'm so glad you decided to join me. Hello, hello everybody and welcome back for another episode of the Good Luck Charlie podcast, another Future Me episode. And I know a lot of you are excited for this one. I am talking to a dear friend who has studied both law and medicine. And she is a superstar, a rock star, a powerhouse. I don't even know how she manages to do it all. And I think you will hear that repeatedly throughout this interview. And I'm sure like me, you'll sit back and just say, that is amazing. That is amazing. Whoa, you're amazing. I said that so many times and I joked about being a broken record, but it is just true. The wonderful Kelly has done so many things throughout her life whilst raising young kids and just being a beautiful human inside and out. So if you are interested in law or if you are interested in medicine or even if you're just interested in changing career paths later in life, which I know is a little bit unusual, this is the episode for you. We talk all about studying for your GAMSATs and applying for law and working with young children and difficulties of studying and the difficulty of changing degrees later in life and a whole range of other topics. So any of that sounds like it's for you, enjoy. And if maybe it's not quite for you, send it to a friend who you think it will be. Definitely think this episode has a lot of power and can inspire and encourage a lot of people. So I hope you enjoy listening just as much as I did recording it. And without further ado, we'll jump right into it. Thank you so much to Kelly once again. Enjoy. Hi, Talia. Hey, Kelly. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for being willing to chat this afternoon. Very exciting. That's all right. Very me exciting. too. So I am here with Kelly and she has always been, you've always been a huge inspiration to me and especially Jess as well, my older sister. Uh, and I just feel like you've always worked really hard for the things that you've wanted and never, never seen barriers or excuses as part of it. You've just said, if I work hard enough, I can get where I want to go. And that is pretty impressive. But I know a bit of your story, but obviously everybody else listening does not. So I would love if you could talk us through a bit of your life journey and also your career path, just as much as you'd like to share since graduating high school. Ooh, that's such a long a time. Huge one. I know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, when I um, was graduating from high school, I knew that I was very interested in health and wanting to help people in in. Um, the health sort of sphere, mm-hmm. and I applied for um, human movement studies, which was a fairly new degree back then. It was only in its second year at QUT where I went. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an excellent degree. I felt I um, learned a lot about the allied health area and um, rehabilitation and, and different things like that and injury prevention, and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I also did Um, elective subjects in child development which worked out really well because I had my son the year after graduating so I was able to put it all into practice Um, and I worked in that field for a little while um, sort of in between also you know parenting a young child and that sort of thing and I I did really enjoy it but I wanted something a career path a little bit more concrete because back then now it's excellent like you see you know exercise physiologists um, are registered and they're brilliant what they provide um and back then it just wasn't as set and I just wanted something a little bit more but I didn't know what and it took me a long time to kind of Mm -hmm. work work that out so how Um, did you work that out and how did you kind of deal with 
feeling a little bit lost then and in the in-between yeah. and I'm sure people like just stick to it or offering advice yeah. but how did you kind of work out what you actually yeah, wanted? I, I did feel a bit lost for a while. I applied for physiotherapy and mm. then I deferred because I was going through a relationship breakup at the time yeah. and needed to focus on you know my family and so I did that but in that I realized whilst I did like health that wasn't what I wanted mm-hmm. um it was, you know it's like you were saying earlier um it's hard to know what that job actually looks like when you do it yeah. and so then I was um planning a move to Brisbane from far north Queensland and uh was a single parent really needed something solid to be able to provide for my child and I was quite keen on medicine but I was really very frightened about the process of getting in because I'd heard mm-hmm. about the big scary GAMSAT <laughs> test and I had an absolute lack of self-belief and all that oh. sort of thing and then I heard of I thought law would be good as well because you know I was good at reading and writing and I thought well you can help people and there's human rights and mm. so I I ended up thinking my my reasoning at the time was that law was part available part time so I could work and study and look after my child whereas medicine wow. had to be full time yeah and there was no way that I felt for me that I was able to manage full-time study and work and looking after my child. So that was a really big factor Mm -hmm. in thinking of doing law sort of as a pragmatic means to provide but also get that feeling like I was going to be able to help others. Yeah. Um, And then I actually had the application forms on the coffee table uh, the night before going on a big bike ride the next morning and um, and I went out and that was when I was hit by a car and a hit and run. Oh, my um, gosh. And, I did not yeah, know about quite, this. I'm learning so much <laughs> as well. Wow. Well, I was, um, yeah, quite severely inju- injured, head injuries, multiple fractures, wow. nerve, ligament, muscle damage and all that sort of thing. And so then it sort of became a thing of am I going to be able to walk again? Am I going to be able to read or write again, um, let alone study? So that was a huge um, huge turning point yeah. in my life and amazingly blessed with the recovery that I had that was completely unexpected by the medical professionals mm-hmm. at the time and then somehow was able to still get in and do law and that actually helped my rehabilitation because in order to improve from the head injury and everything else, I needed to actually push myself to yes. you mentally as well as physically. So it was it was really... Um, quite good and then I got work in the field but in the um, government public service area Mm -hmm. so I started out while I was still studying law because I was doing that part-time I got work at the crime and corruption commission Um, it's an anti-corruption body so that was really attractive to me one of my tutors worked there and she told me about it and I thought oh wow how good is this you know you're doing something where you're really doing a service and helping Mm -hmm. um other people and I and I loved working there and then I from there I got work at Queensland Parliament um initially in their library and then in their committee system um working for the ethics committee at one stage so like assessing ethical conduct and then I was in a transport committee for a while where they brought in the 1.5 metre rule for cyclists. So that was really Uh quite nice after having had that accident and then getting to work on that. So, you know, that was um, all of that getting to use the degree um, Mm -hmm. but in a public service environment. So there'll be lots of people that have done law that'll be working in private law firms, but I went the public service way, which was really good for me. It gave me a lot of life balance and a lot of flexibility. 
Mm. And was that always your intention to go into the public law sector? No, oh, okay. it wasn't at all. <laughs> I, I think it was because um, I had met um, the tutor yeah. uh, in, I think, first year and I admired her a lot and then she got me into there and then it just kind of went from there and I went, oh, wow, this is, you know, a really great environment, um, the work-life balance, yeah, really yeah. good. And I had I went on to have, you know, Kira, my daughter, mm. and so being able to manage that and I know that the private sector in law can be a little less family friendly it's not you know there's lots of people that do it and do it well so I just thought well I'll stay here and and this works and it and it fits with life so I was I just then decided I I didn't have any desire to go I I think at some stage you know I wanted to be a barrister and all those sorts of things Mm. but once I got working in um, the public sector I I was happy with the life balance that I had. That is so Interesting. And I, I mean, I have so many questions now that I want to ask you. I'm struggling to know, like, what do I say first? What do I want to ask? But well, firstly, I started the episode by saying you've inspired me by how hard you've worked through obstacles and different challenges from having young kids and a range of other things. But I didn't even know about half of the challenges you just mentioned then in terms of car accidents and everything else. So I am even more blown away by you. But I want to actually talk about if someone is considering doing law or currently studying it and they're not sure what sector, what field they want to go into. Do you want to elaborate a little bit more on the difference between private and public? Why you uh, preferred public so much more and the differences? Yeah, well, it'll be hard for me to comment on private because I didn't work in it and I can only go off what other friends have done. But Mm -hmm. I know that you know, particularly when you first come out of your degree and you're working in private, you will be earning very low money, um, yeah, okay. and and you have to be used to the fact that the person, um, you know, the secretary will earn more than you, and mm-hmm. you know she's very experienced or he's very experienced and deserves that. But you just need to be very level-headed in that regard, and then know that as you continue to work and and climb up, so to speak, you will, um, you know and the dollars and all the rest of it but it's just there depending on where you work there's top tier law firms and from my understanding what I'm told from my friends um you know they require a lot of hours um Mm. out of your life and and that just became less and less appealing to me whereas for me the public service had very family friendly hours so I have seven and I'm just doing some part-time casual work for them at the moment and you know they're seven and a quarter hour days um, I'm very fortunate that they've yeah, given me, um, I've got three days a week at the moment. Um, uh, when I had, I was a full-time employee with them before I had Kira, but then once I had her, I was given um, 12 months leave um, mm. where adding up different bits of leave I already had, I was able to get that pay for most of the time. Wow. And then, yeah, like you, there's things like you can have, take leave at half pay and, and different things, but yes. it's definitely available and then even when I went back to work for them there were um, policies were in place for me to be able to go back part-time while still holding my full-time position so it wasn't until Kira was in year one that I had to make a decision whether or not to reclaim my full-time position or remain permanently part-time so that I thought was a really amazing thing for an employer to do where I could still have that flexibility to return to full-time when she was in her second year of school, being grade one. Um, And so, yeah, that's a huge attraction with the public service. Not not every public service sector will have that arrangement, but they are, um, there are similar ones. Yeah, so 
just to clarify, was was your employer the government or who was actually employing you at that time? So the Queensland Parliament employs okay, me, yeah. but but they do come under Queensland government yeah. Um, award things. Yeah, no, so there no. are similar policies. Yeah. Wow. So how many hmm. years? And I know you're still doing a little bit now, but before you went into medicine, which we'll get into, how many years were you doing working? I think. In I think it was. About 14, oh, oh sorry, wow. yeah, about okay. maybe 16 years because yeah. I was doing, I was working in it while I was studying mm. and then after as well. And I did drop, I was part-time study, so I studied for heaps of years, but it didn't really matter because I was working as well. So, yeah, yeah so it was for quite a while. How much did it impact you that you hadn't completed your full degree by the time you started working? Did you feel that you didn't know as much as colleagues or was it kind of better to learn on the fly and that helped you with your study? Did you feel like there were any limitations or positives to working while studying? For me, I felt that it was mostly positive, like yeah. learning on the fly, like you said, and I was really well supported. Even when I was at the Triple C in the earlier days, um, in the, it was in legal research area, and I was just well supported, well supervised um, at Queensland Parliament, very, very well supported. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I really, it wasn't a limiting factor at all. And also, and this is amongst many government organisations as well as um, Queensland Parliament, but if your work directly relates to the study you're doing, there is a special um, subsidy sort of thing so they can pay for some of your study. So after being there for a little while, um, the HR section and with all the applications and forms were able to pay a certain percentage of my university fees. So it was incredible, really well supported, Mm. didn't feel disadvantaged at all and I felt like I picked things up better because I was learning and doing at the same time. So yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah. How do you think you got into that? Was it just your tutor helping you? Or if someone is currently studying and they want to have a bit of that work as well, how do they go about applying and receiving some of those opportunities? So Smart Jobs Queensland is the area to look for Queensland government jobs. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that it can be hard to break in because there's certain, you know, application, you know, processes and it's kind of knowing and understanding. So if you can find someone in government somewhere that can kind of give you a little bit of a a hand with understanding the application process. But that would be the way to go about it through Smart Jobs Queensland. I was really fortunate that I, yeah, that I knew my tutor Mm -hmm. and she got me in on just a really small um, part-time job that was meant to be just data entry. So I didn't really, I can't remember going through a really big application process. And then once I was in there and then they saw, you know, that I was willing to work hard and I enjoyed what I was doing they then offered me other things and I went from there Mm. yeah which tends to be a way I guess just a connection start low and if you're passionate and work hard then you end up with more opportunities yeah yeah that's pretty cool and what did you find most challenging about law throughout the 16 years you were doing it I think that um it can be quite adversarial, not that I was in that kind of environment and that mm-hmm. that probably didn't suit my personality type very well. Yeah. Um, and that even though there is really great opportunity in law to be able to help others, I don't think it really connected in the way that I probably wanted to help others and I think I always yearned for like a health type um, outlet. Um, mm-hmm. But... That, that's probably the only difficulty. I really enjoyed the other parts of it. I loved um, 
reading cases and there's like this mental gymnastics that you go through and trying to find loopholes or yeah. see if this fits and you know it's it's interesting you don't you don't get bored well I didn't get bored some people might <laughs> mm-hmm. I did a few days in a law office and it was definitely not what I'd expected I feel especially from movies and things people see lawyers as I don't know, someone shouting at a judge or doing all these crazy things. But a lot of it for me was sitting in an office, reading the different studies and cases and loopholes and things like that. What was surprising about that for you? Were there any big misconceptions that you hadn't realized that you thought about law? I was really lucky in that I hadn't actually watched any movies or any <laughs> TV shows or like this weird person that nothing to do with law. And I can remember someone saying, what, you haven't even seen The Castle? You know, like the really yeah. iconic law movie. So I got made to watch that a few years back and I loved it. But I think because I hadn't watched things like that and I never, I didn't have that expectation and I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought, oh, it's a lot of reading and writing and that's what it was. And yeah. so that stuff that you did where, you know, looking at, the loopholes and reading that I, I just kind of expected that and and enjoyed that yeah that is kind of good for you I think a lot of people yeah. my age have set very certain expectations jumping back to your timeline if we want to call it that your career path yes. you had yes. done law you had now the option to go full-time or part-time again in law when mm-hmm. Kira was in grade one what yes. happens then so I decided to stay part-time and mm-hmm. that was because um, I really, really loved being a parent and a really big fan of when they're little, being with them as much as I can and I just wanted to be in that space while I could and so I decided to stay and I was fortunately at the time in a position where I could do that. Um, obviously, not everybody has that chance and also not yeah. everybody wants to choose that either um, and and either way, you know, kids do really well but that's what I wanted to do and um, and that was, yeah, it was good. It was really, I enjoyed having those early early years with her. Yeah, sense. so I stayed part-time, yeah. Yeah, special. And then how did you end up doing medicine? So possibly having that little bit of extra spare time, yeah. <laughs> I probably, you know, it, was, it got me thinking because I think when you're super busy, it's sometimes hard where you don't have the time to stop and reflect and think, is this exactly where I want to be going? Yeah. Um, so I think it was really fortunate that I did stay part-time and had that space to go, is this really what I want? And I was very comfortable. I have lovely employer, excellent work colleagues. You know, the work is, is good and meaningful, mm-hmm. but something was missing for me and, and I knew it was missing and I felt like it was in the health area, but then I just kind of... Um, I don't know, I didn't, I I kind of knew that I needed to find something but didn't try and push too hard for it. Like I I knew there was something out there but just wanted to wait, uh, give it time and space, I guess, um, was what I was trying to do. So comparing that to once you'd finished your first degree, that kind Mm -hmm. of sense of there's something else potentially here for me, not Mm -hmm. entirely sure what you're doing. How did that differ to that time? Did you still feel lost or you were comfortable and fulfilled enough or how did that differ? You know, it did in both times I I felt um, during it that it, it whilst both things were really good, that it wasn't hundred percent me, but then I thought maybe that's just what people feel. Mm. And I didn't really have too many people to talk to about it. And, oh, you know, I did have some friends that were studying as well. And everyone has their reservations at times. So I just put it down to, oh, that's just, um, you know, 
just normal worries yeah. of have I taken the right path or whatever. And But I certainly don't have any regrets for either path because they've really served me well um, during life and, and then to where I am now in medicine have, have yeah. helped me there. So it has been the right path. But, yeah, I did feel a little bit lost with both and I haven't felt that with medicine. So Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then yeah. you were, you had a little bit more time to think and decide and you I were did. still drawn to health. And I don't know if, if I've told you this, but I know the exact date where I realised that it was medicine that I wanted to wow. do. Uh-huh. And it was on the 15th of March, 2015. And wow. your dad was giving a sermon and yeah. he was reading from The Hobbit actually and it was what? a line by Gan- yes and it was a line by Gandalf and I should have um got it up to say but it's like it was something along the lines of you've been given this one life what are you going to do mm-hmm. and and it just said oh medicine and I was like what and, and I'm wow. like where did that come from in me and it was um it was a real piece yeah. and I just knew and it was not like I never thought of it before and all of a sudden you know I heard some random voice saying medicine. It was just like this inner voice of mine that said, and it just made sense. It was like my entire life, it had been at the back of my mind, but I'd pushed it away because I thought, oh, there's no way I'd get into that or the GAMSAT's too scary or, you know, can't can't do full-time study because, you know, I've got other priorities or, or whatever. And it's not like I'd been pining my entire life for medicine or anything. It, yeah. I, you know, I didn't really give it much of a thought, but all of a sudden on that date it came to my mind and I went, oh, Oh, well, that makes complete sense. Don't know why I didn't think of that before. So that was when I realised. That is so special. I will definitely pass that on to Dad. said to myself then that, you know, I didn't want to do anything um, impulsively. So just because I felt that and I knew and I did have a piece about it, it was still two and a half years before I actually sat the entrance exam. So, you know, definitely there were life circumstances at the time that weren't conducive to me doing it straight away. But I was also very conscious of not acting impulsively and giving that time and space to make sure that it's the right path for my family and for me. Yeah. yeah. So what were some of those, if you can remember and if you want to share, questions yeah. and things that you were thinking through to work out if it was right for you? So if, if someone else yeah. is in a similar thing trying to work out if a huge career life change is right yeah. for them, what kind of questions did you ask yourself and what did you process to help you come to that decision? One of the things that was very important was financial and, and you yeah. know, it's not something that lots of people like to say and, you know, it's not about the money and all the rest of it, but I was a single parent with two mm. children and I needed to make sure that in leaving a really good, amazing job um, and then not earning money potentially for four years that I was going to be able to survive and look after them. Yes. Um, so that had to be one thing uh, and in that pragmatic sense. But the other is that I had this had to be... Um, this had to be the right thing for me. It had to be something that I really, really wanted to do mm-hmm. um, and not do it for, um, and when I say money in this sense, because, oh, you want a lot of money or whatever, yeah. um, because it, it has to be a hard thing because it was going to be such a big change for my family and for myself and such mm-hmm. a big commitment that, you know, it has to be a hard thing. So for me to determine if it was a hard thing or not and not just some impulsive, oh, this will be great, yeah. Um Time was really important and making sure that, you know, in a year from that date that I still felt the same. Mm-hmm. And I did little steps. So I remember the first thing I did was downloaded a free app and it was um, a UK biology seniors app 
because I hadn't done science, um, hadn't done biology since high school, yeah, wow. which had been 20 years before, mm-hmm. and I had never done chemistry or physics. <laughs> and so I just started out by, oh, I'll just do this app. And in my spare time, I'd sit down with Jade and, and mm-hmm. we'd be watching, we would watch a movie or something. And, and in ad breaks, we'd, um, I'd do the app. And then um, when he started pharmacy, yeah. I would um, read read his lecture notes and his textbooks and when I'd go on lunch break from work, I'd go over to the uni next door and I would read his textbooks and things like that. And I thought, well, if I'm wow. still doing that 12 months later, yeah. you know, then I must be really interested. <laughs> so it was like little little steps like that that I took and then I'd enrol in a, a little bridging course that QUT had. Um, it was a chemistry bridging course for people that hadn't done it at high school but they needed it to do their teaching degree or whatever it was. Yeah. And so I... Yeah, so I joined that and then I, you know, found some classmates and um, like-minded people and, yeah, they were all the small steps and I liked that there were a lot of doors that could have closed mm-hmm. um, if it wasn't the right path for me and, um, unfortunately for me, they just kept opening, which was really nice. That is truly amazing. I feel like I'm a broken record. I keep on saying that, but <laughs> I am just blown away. And it's so practical too, just taking the small steps and being like, okay, is this small thing? Does this, is this, does this feel right? Is this right? Is this right? Until eventually you're studying for the game. So how I guess, but I am just blown away by all of the parallels in your story. The start mm. of the conversation, you're like, thought about medicine, but I'd heard about how scary the game that was and, and I had a young kid and I yada, yada, yada. But then 20 years later or however much later, mm. A lot of those things were still true. The gamsat was still scary. You still had a oh, young, you still had a young kid. Yes. So, <laughs> like, what, what do you think really changed for you? Was it just the timing was right, or maybe you'd built up enough self belief within yourself to know that you could do it this time, despite it still being difficult? Both, I think. Yeah. Um, I think it was both of those things, and definitely for anyone else out there that may randomly end up in a similar position. Um, <laughs> You know, obviously you can't change the fact that, you know, if you've got a young child or you've had an accident or, you know, different things that Mm -hmm. might step in your way. And there's a time to just push through those obstacles, like, you know, that I did in the later years. And there's times like in the early years where it wasn't wasn't right for me at that time. And, and, you know, people listening will be able to make that judgment call for themselves. But what I really encourage them, if it's a lack of self-belief that is holding you back, don't let that that be the thing. Because, you know, it took me a lot of years to... To, to get that belief in myself. And it's something that when I talk to young people and my son included, is like, you know, if there's something that you really, really want deep down and you're too scared to say it to other people, um, you're worried about what they'll think, you're worried you're not good enough, just that you've got to get rid of that worry. Mm. The worst thing you can do is try and fail and that's not a failure, that's just a learning experience. Exactly. Shit is all over my body. I love that so much. <laughs> how, how did people around you react when you were like, I think I'm going to go back and do medicine? really positively actually and and I was a little nervous as much um you know because I was thinking wow you know I'm definitely a lot older starting medicine but I can remember you know that voice because you know I changed um and it's saying you know that's not what you need to focus on you're meant to be here and this is what you're meant to be doing and so I be brave and tell people and surprise surprise people were amazingly supportive um and you know I did have one um distant relative that you know, kind of made a little bit of a negative comment, but it wasn't meant to 
I think, be uh, to have hurt me. It was just more that I think they were feeling something about themselves and projecting that. And I noticed that that relative, subsequent to those conversations, went back and did something that she's always wanted to do and believed she was too old to do. And now she's doing amazing in it. And I just, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if that conversation had any little impact Mm. at all. And And I just love that stuff. So, you know, even... The negative experiences that you might encounter can really just be quite positive anyway, yeah. if that makes sense. For sure. That is pretty powerful. And I, th- I think that is something that a lot of people would be inspired about your story. You know, when I think when you do something brave and you've done that, other people have done that, everyone's done something brave in their life. But when mm-hmm. you share it with others... Um, you might feel scared to share it, but when you do, it gives to other people permission, in a sense, yes. to share their fears, vulnerabilities and dreams and aspirations. So I think it's a good thing. Definitely. Could not agree more. So amazing. Um, so jumping back again now to mm-hmm. studying for GAMSAT and then med interviews yes. and all of that process. Talk us through that. Um, <laughs> so I remember with GAMSAT, this was really amazing because Kira was in prep Mm. and my plan was to sit the Gamsat the following year when she was going to be in year one, and I was planning at the end of her prep year to take some leave from work and, and do some study over the summer. Mm-hmm. But then I met this lovely prep mum, and she had, I'm trying to remember, this is terrible, <laughs> four young children yeah. and um, just gorgeous kids, and she was young mum, uh, and she goes, oh, yeah, I sat Gamsat last year or something. And I'm going, oh, you're kidding me. Like, I'm looking yeah. at her with this infant and these other three young children. And I'm going, how on earth did you manage that? <laughs> and she goes, oh, you should totally sit it this year. And I said, oh, but you don't understand. I've never done science and blah, blah, blah. And it's 20 years since I even did biology and, like, you know, and mm-hmm. I've never done university levels. And I'm like, oh, you know, I couldn't possibly. And she's going, absolutely you can. And, and anyway, so because I wow. met this wonderful, amazing woman, um, she gave me the courage to sit at that September, uh, just as like this practice run. So mm. I thought, oh, well, you know, what have I got to lose apart from your, your fee you pay to do the exam? Yeah. But the great thing with doing it was I didn't put pressure on myself because it was this practice run in mm-hmm. my mind. And I ended up doing reasonably quite well in that, Insane. mostly because I didn't put the pressure on. Yeah. But you can't apply for medicine until the following May. So I still sat the second exam in March, the one I'd always intended to do, and I took time off and I studied really hard. And the funny thing was, in studying really hard, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And in the first two sections that I didn't really study for, I improved and did quite well on. And in the third section, I studied really well for, (laughs) I did quite poorly. And Part of it also being that I, um, you know, sat at my desk and concentrated really hard mm-hmm. and didn't move. And so I injured my neck. And so I had that problem in oh the exam as well. So, yeah. so my better result was the practice run. And that's the one I used to apply. And that's the one that got me in. That is crazy. Um, so I am a fan of practice runs. Not everybody yeah. is. But if you're someone like me that tends to be a little bit on the anxiety side, which let's face it, a lot of people that like med kind of tend to be, Mm. um, you know, that high drive sort of personality, you can put too much pressure on yourself. So uh, if you think a practice run would be a good thing, I recommend um, doing that. Yeah, wow. Um, That's one of my recommendations. And for med interviews, I was really fortunate in that my first preference was UQ and they didn't do uh, it was like the last year or the second last year um, of not doing med interviews 
So I managed to, to get in without interviewing. So you so just it, needed the GAMSAT score? I just needed the GAMSAT score, which was a little scary because that's more pressure on the score. Yes. Um, but it was also good because if it worked out well for you, you didn't then have to wait a few months and then interview and then wait longer yeah. to find out if you got in. So, um, wow. But UQ have gone to interviewing now, which is a good thing, I think, because I think you get it's a more balanced process when you're looking at not just the GAMSAT scores. So, mm. um, yeah, so it is good. Uh, but I did actually, so to try and give people help for interviewing, I didn't interview, but my second preference was Griffith and they were interviewing. So I found yes. another lovely lady that um, was also planning to get in and we Skype with each other and did practice interviews. That's cool. Um, so I recommend that. That's free and it's um, it's also lovely to be in touch with someone else with similar interests and, you know, you can, you know, chat about your similar concerns and that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it is just a huge process. So much respect. And I've seen it with Jess and some of my friends this year as well, doing the UCAT, which I know is a little bit different. Yes. But yeah, yeah just a well, huge it's, process. It's pressure because they're trying to sit UCAT while studying for finals yeah. and, and all the stresses you have when you're, you know, I know that it seems tough because when you're mature age, you've got the mortgage and you've got the kids and you're doing it. But it's also tough when you're you know, you're 17, 18 and, and you're at school because those pressures are tough because you've only got those many years behind you. Yeah. So it, it is a big deal. It yeah. is a big deal trying to, to study for all those things and manage your, your home life and your relationships with your family and your mm -hmm. friends. Yeah, it's big. For sure. And I definitely think you're right. When you're young too, it's difficult because studying for four years or eight years seems like your whole life. You haven't lived for very mm -hmm. long. So that seems like... Yeah so much time which it is in a degree but also I think when you're older you realize that I know time just has different meaning yeah, or feels different but yeah, when you're young yeah. say, don't worry about the time <laughs> like and don't worry also if you change your mind and you find that you haven't picked the path that's right for you and you want to change because there is plenty of time to do that mm -hmm. um but I think it's really hard for um you know, young people, particularly young women um looking at going into medicine because it is a long degree and it is still a tough road, I think, when you're thinking about having children and when's the yeah. best time to do that. Um, and that's something that I think, you know, the profession needs to change a little with. But, you know, that's that's not an easy path. But my recommendation there is talk to other people who have done that and you can get ideas and work out what, what works yes. for you because, yeah, it works out different for heaps of people. Some yeah. have their babies while they're studying meds, some have them while they're a junior doctor, some wait till they're a consultant. That's so heaps of different paths. But, yeah. yeah. Or like me, crazy. just have them all before yeah. you start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. So then do talk us through once you get in and every, at UQ, you got in, mm -hmm. without an interview, just because your practice games at school was good. <laughs> Recap. Um, did you start studying full-time or part-time and how did that process go? So it was full-time because it's yeah. the only yeah way that you can study okay. medicine at the moment. That's something that I hope changes in the future yeah. um, for people but because I think it will open it up to more um, diverse group of people if you, mm. if you do go to part-time. But at the moment it is full-time and that was a shock to the system and I knew that it would be because even mm -hmm. though I'd studied law, I'd studied that part-time and even though I, you know, had the busy life because studying, working, child and law, the rest of it, that's still different to studying full-time and yeah. um, 
And so you know it's going to be tough, but then when you live it, you go, oh, wow, this is hard. <laughs> and I think some of the um, students that were more senior, um, they gave these amazing information sessions and tried to help us. And they said, yeah, it's like drinking from a fire hose. And not that I have ever drunk from a fire yeah. hose, but I think it's an accurate description. So that's how I would describe first year. Just um, trying to absorb just got, so much. Yeah, you've yeah. got so much information and it's all just coming so quickly. And um, and for the first 18 months, you do a lot of concentrated learning with all mm-hmm. of the fundamentals. And I think if you've done a science undergraduate degree, yes. from what I've heard from others, the first six months is a bit of a re cap of that but yeah. for me you know it wasn't um but it, even so uh because med's post-grad now there is like a certain expectation and there is a certain workload mm. and um and it's tough and that's that's how it is but if you mm. really really want it you just push through it and i'm a, a big recommendation is to have a support network in place so it doesn't matter if you've yes. studied science um at undergrad because the pace of postgrad will be hard and whether it's family, friends, whoever you've got, I think it's really essential if you go into medicine to have an excellent support group um, around you. It's really, really important because it will get tough and you need people to lean on. Yeah, and that's amazing practical advice. Mm. Yeah, just a huge process. And do you think, and I, I mean it would be hard, I guess, for you to speak to this, but if people had just come out of high school and gone into medicine straight away, do you think it would be easier because they're in that process and in the habit of reading and consuming and learning, mm. but coming later on in life after maybe those skills haven't been used as much, yeah. it was more difficult too? I think that it probably um, ends up just as hard for both because you've okay. got your strengths and weaknesses. So yeah. I was in a, you get put in a group of 10 um, at UQ when you um, start medicine. It's your CBL group, they call it. It's like your family. You have them all year and you do all your classes together. That's cool. And yeah, it was amazing. And all the people in my group uh, were younger and didn't have children. And some of them were young enough that they'd come out of school. And so they were mm-hmm. excellent with um, being used to all the full-time study. They knew how to use OneNote and all these yeah. different resources that I had no idea how to use. Um, and then I think that I had the advantage of the life experience. So I was quite good at being highly organised and blocking out time. So mm-hmm. I didn't procrastinate and I would have a schedule and be able to stick to it and um, and would just find that stuff a lot easier because I I had gotten used to that. I'd studied externally for law and I also had worked um, from home and things like that. So I was used to being very, very self-motivated and self-directed and medicine is quite a self-directed learning degree. Um, so I think then that helped me being older, yeah. being able to do that. But then, yes, I was not as good at the things that they were excellent at from coming straight out of high school. But you know what, they helped me a lot and then hopefully I helped them a bit and you work together. And, yeah, it's a very collegial, at least the groups that I've been in have been very supportive of each other. That is cool. I I didn't know that they did that, but it is quite clever and I can imagine have so many benefits having your, is it CBL group that they called it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So you've two years of study full-time and then you go into placement. Is that how it works? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then your placement, you're on full-time placement. You still have a full-time curriculum, but you yeah. just do that sort of pretty much in your own time. There are some scheduled online lectures and then the rest you just, you, you know that oh, it's a general surgery exam. So you work out what the right textbooks are and you just work out your own learning um, wow. through that time. Yeah. Seems so crazy. 
intense and crazy, but yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And how has your experience with placement been? And do they, how do they structure it? Do you, does everybody go to different wards and hospitals at the same time? Mm. Can you kind of choose where you want to be or how does that all work? So you, at the moment, the way it's done is you mm-hmm. apply, you preference a hospital. Um, so UQ have certain hospitals that have the Royal Brisbane and the PA yep. and the MARTA and that sort of thing. And so you preference a hospital and let's say you get attached to the Royal Brisbane. Then in third year, the way the curriculum works is you have a hospital semester and then you have a community semester. And I preferenced hospital semester first. So yeah. I had general surgery and general medicine. So I got put on wow. um, one of those wards for nine weeks and then the other one for nine weeks. And I had a partner with me for each of them, like another student, and then we yeah. were attached to a team. So we had our registrars and consultants that supervised us. And then in the second part of the year, the community placement was general practice and mm-hmm. mental health. And then um, the others do rural and I did medicine and society, which I did palliative yes. care. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And which of those has been your favourite so far? Oh, um, so I love all of them but probably (laughs) a general practice I really really enjoyed I had a fantastic supervisor mentor um, which really made that great I also particularly like general medicine because it covered off on a lot of different areas and you know again had really good supervisors mental health was great as well Um, so I kind of love everything but yeah (laughs) there was something to be gained but if my my winner would be general practice yeah but yeah so I know second it's the other two. Yeah, a few years away, but do you think you'll do that then as post-grad, specialise in GP? Yes. Or, yeah. That's, yeah, I think that Crazy. that is what I do. I also like emergency, not that I've done that yet. That's yeah. this year coming up. And I like mental health, but I think that GP will be what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Such a huge process. It's actually insane. Um, but I asked some people on Instagram, if they had any questions for either law mm-hmm. or medicine, and someone just mm-hmm. asked, how much free time do you have? And I don't know if she <laughs> means currently or in when you were doing law or when you were doing medicine. I know. Oh, I can, um, okay. <laughs> Wait, so. but, 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 I, I think I'm going to ask a slightly different question. Yes, what has okay. been, what has been the hardest part of life to juggle? And I know family impacts it too, but did you find studying law the hardest or working in law or preparing for your GAMSAT or studying medicine mm. or placement the hardest? What what has seemed to be the most difficult and the hardest to manage time-wise? The most difficult that I've found and the hardest to manage time-wise has been medicine. Yes. And I think that that's because it's full-time and it is from the different degrees that I've studied, it has been the most intensive workload. Yeah. And then also because with that competing demand with children, I think that it's very easy for parents to get in that feeling of they're never giving enough. So, yeah. you know, when you're studying, you don't feel like you're giving enough to your family and when you're giving to your family, you feel like you should be studying. So mm-hmm. I think it's easy to to get into that. Although, um, yeah, I did have children with, with the law, but I think medicine definitely has the most demands and it has been the hardest, but it's also been the most rewarding. Yeah. And I guess that's how you know it's maybe right for you too because it was so much more rewarding than the others and maybe not mm. everyone would have that experience, but mm. it's right for you. Amazing. What do you believe is the most important quality or characteristic of a doctor to have? Compassion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can learn 
the skills you can you can read textbooks and you can learn about all the diseases and you can practice surgical skills and and you can learn all of those but but I think that being compassionate and genuinely caring for and having empathy for others is the most important thing Um, and I do like that the program seems to be have shifted over the years to putting more emphasis emphasis on training young doctors to be conscious of that and yeah um, and I think it's hard when you're younger and you haven't had as much experience. It it can be harder to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's the most important. And that comes from having been a patient myself over the years and yes. seeing my children as patients yeah. and having had that experience on the other side. Mm-hmm. No, that definitely mm. makes sense. And the same question again, but for lawyers, what do you think is the most important quality? Oh, I think that compassion yeah. is good in everything. I, say that. <laughs> I think that, you know, honesty and integrity is really mm, important because you, um, you definitely in the private sector, you know, you've got trust accounts and you're dealing with people's money and, um, and you know, depending on what area that you're working in, but you've got to have a, a high level of, of honesty and integrity. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that's quite important. That definitely makes sense considering you're working in the justice law system. Seems quite obvious. Is there anything else that you would like to say, anything you feel like I haven't asked that you want people to know or be aware of if they're heading into law or medicine or anything? Um, Well, one thing I just thought before is that a few people when, you know, you say you're doing medicine probably think what I thought back before I did it, that's like, oh, it's impossible and it's really hard and that's only for the super smart people or whatever and it's not. Um, But what I think you need to be is very dedicated and committed mm-hmm. so if you feel like you're a fairly average student but in your heart you really really want to do medicine do not rule it out as an option there are many pathways to medicine um and i've had senior doctors sit down and speak to myself and also speak to my son when he was interested in it to say there are just so many pathways to get there and mine as you know is like a very <laughs> um different pathway so there are many so yeah if you're in you know, year 12 right now or high school somewhere, you're an average student, but you really, really want to do it. Do not rule it out. There there is a way if it's what you really want. And your qualities, um, you don't have to be super intelligent, but you've got to be very dedicated and very organised because there's a lot of information and being able to organise that information is one of the biggest things. It's it's not extreme level rocket science. Um, It's being dedicated and organised. So I just want people to know that so they don't rule themselves out. No, that's really good advice. And I'm sure a lot of people will be encouraged by that because I think it is things that people do deep down want to do but don't always have the courage to say because of so many of the stories they hear about how difficult... Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's hard to get into because so many people want to do it and there's not as many places. Therefore, yeah. the I know it's not OPs anymore. I think it's ATARs, is it? Yeah. Like the scores are high because of supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Don't look at that score and think, oh, but I wasn't a highest level ATAR person, so I could never, ever do it. It's like, no, you just might choose a different pathway. Yeah. You know, you might go do science or go do law or go do music, whatever it is, and then sit a gamsat, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Definitely really love that and to conclude I ask everybody the same question but if you could go back and give your 15 year old self advice or someone like you're just about to graduate advice what would you Mm. go back and tell your past self to have that Mm self-belief and that self-confidence 
um, and to not doubt yourself. Like I don't mind, I wouldn't go back and say, oh, you should pick medicine straight up because I think for me my path was meant to go the way that it did and the kind of doctor I will be was because of that Mm. um, path. But I think what I would say is to have that self-belief and self-confidence. It's probably not even the right words, but um, like a true deep inner belief in who you are as a person and not doubting that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's what I would encourage. I love that. Well, this has been truly amazing. I am a broken record for sure, but it's true. Oh, you're wonderful. I'm leaving feeling motivi- motivated, energized and inspired and I'm sure everybody else will and I hope you are too. So thank you so, I so am. much. I enjoy speaking with you, Talia. Thank you. It's very beautiful. Wow, wow, wow. Like I said, isn't she just amazing? Thank you so, so much, Kelly, for sharing all of your stories and your heart and your experiences and the things you've learned and the highlights and lowlights and challenges and just everything. It was a really special conversation. I definitely learned a lot and walked away feeling inspired. So I hope all of you do as well. Like I said at the beginning, if you know someone who is interested in either law or medicine, definitely send this episode through to them. I'm sure it'll help answer some of their questions or spark their curiosity even more. So I know I would appreciate it if someone sent it to me. So I highly encourage you to do that as well. If you want to follow along and request different guests for episodes, you can follow at goodluck underscore Charlie Pod to hear a little bit more as well as see some infographics about being a doctor or being a lawyer and get a little bit more information surrounding that as well. So it's a fun place over there. I would love to see you. Otherwise, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, it would mean a lot if you left a rating and a review that helps other people hear about the podcast. And it's also just encouraging for me. So, oh, thank you. Uh, Anyway, and that is all for today. Thank you, Kelly. I really hope you all enjoy it. Have a fabulous week and I hope you know that if you have that dream deep down or that thing inside of you that you really want to pursue but maybe there are external factors that are convincing you otherwise, I highly encourage you and Kelly does too to just go for it and I'm so excited to see where you end up. So with all of that, good luck Charlie, have a fabulous week and bye. Good luck Charlie, a